Hello, my name is Deb, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. We are in the middle of our Easter week three and Easter week four studies. And right now, you guys, we are learning about Holy Week, and it's super exciting. And so uh, since we only do three Bible studies a week, we're just doing three Bible studies. So it's going to take us for the next couple of weeks to go through Holy Week and what Jesus was doing during Holy Week. And it's so good. And so be sure to read along with us because they're fantastic. They're here on the website. They're in your book. Uh, they're on Instagram. And uh, before I forget, I want to remind you that in your book, The Wise Woman Believes Book, you also have on page 106, Easter Garden. And I love this Easter Garden. It's how to make an Easter Garden. Okay, that one's really good. And we have a lot of other things. We have, have uh, the best carrot cake ever is in this book. And uh, I, I mean, Rail and Sanders makes the most amazing carrot cake. And then homemade resurrection eggs. I'm using, I love natural sunlight. And so you can see the sun shining in. But um, uh, resurrection eggs, that's really fun. And that is all here, how to make that. Uh, and there's resurrection rolls. And there is a lot of good stuff in here. So be sure to read up on your Easter studies in this book. Okay, or if you're following along online, that's totally fine too. But today I wanna to talk to you about something very, very, very important. And uh, last weekend, I went to an amazing conference and the speaker taught us something that I wanted to teach to you. And um, I think we've heard so much that God wants to spend time with us and he loves spending time with us. But I think a lot of times it can feel like a checklist. And I just want to share something with you to help you to maybe think differently about your relationship with the Lord. And I want, I want to bring up this beautiful scripture in Song of Solomon. And it's verse at the, the bottom of uh, the, the second half of verse 13. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. And guys, that's the way Jesus feels about you. He wants you to come away with him. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to talk to him like you talk to your very best friend when you go to lunch or whenever you're with your husband. He wants you to talk to him that way. And I have a little something, a little exercise for you to do to help you. And so I want you to close your eyes. And I'm just going to describe something to you guys, okay? So close your eyes. I'm going to open mine so I can think because I can't think as well with my eyes uh, closed. I'll be visualizing along with you and I'll forget what I'm talking about. <laughs> so close your eyes and I want you to visualize Jesus. Remember, the word says Jesus is humble and lowly and meek. He's kind. And Jesus is sitting and waiting for you. Imagine him waiting for you. And this is what he gave to me. And I wanted to share it with you. Imagine him waiting for you in a little nook, like a little alcove. And if you look at him, you walk in towards him in this alcove and he's sitting at a table that's a short table. And it's one of those tables they sit in, sit on uh, over in the Middle East the kind that uh, are a short table, you sit on the floor or you sit on a cushion and he set a table for you and it's with all your favorite foods. And for me, it was dried fruits and nuts and seeds and uh, grapes and tea. And it was just a, a lot of different tastes. And he had a candle on the table, a beautiful uh, candle you would see in Israel. And it was an oil candle and it was beautiful. And I imagine myself, and you can imagine yourself, because you're still closing your eyes, still remember, 
uh, you're walking into the alcove and like for me, you might just walk on in there, but for me, I was a little hesitant, but I felt Jesus and I saw him in my, in my mind, in my inner man beckoning to me to come in. He was calling to me. And so I sat down with him and then I started talking to him. Like I would talk to my best friend when we go to lunch or talk to my husband or talk to my kids. I just started talking to him and telling him about what I've been thinking about and how things have been going. And he talks to me and he shares. And what he shares is his words of love from the word. He tells me the truth about who I am. He tells me how much he loves me. And uh, he tells me, gives me advice, you know, tells me what to do. I ask him for advice. I ask him for wisdom and he tells me what to do. And it's just a really beautiful way of thinking about Jesus. And this is the reality of our time with him. This is the reality of our relationship with him. I have another example for you. You can open your eyes now if your eyes are closed, but this is how it is, guys. This is no matter what you've heard about Jesus, he's not condemning you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. Does he want you to obey, do things the way he says to do them? Absolutely. Because it's for our own good. You will live, a, you'll be so much happier when you obey God. When we don't obey God, we just, there's a restlessness in us. There's a, just other feelings that don't belong there. And so when we choose to obey Jesus and do what he tells us to do, there's peace. But he's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's not holding your sins against you. If you're a Christian, especially if you're a Christian, all we do, all anyone has to do, Christian or a believer or someone that's not yet a believer, all we do is what the word says is to repent. If we've been sinning, we repent, which simply means change your mind. You change your mind and you go in the opposite direction of your sin. You know, you start to obey God and you do the little things that he tells you to do instead of the other things. And if you're a believer, the word says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. And so your sins are not held against you as a Christian. He throws those sins as far as east is from the west. And he has forgiven your past, present, and future sins. And when we go to him, you know, I just, when I go to Jesus, I say, I'm sorry if I've done something and I say, Lord, help me. Like for me personally, I I could have a tendency to envy or covet, right? Or compare. And, and I've been really trying to work with that with the Lord. And I've been asking him, Lord, help me not to compare myself to other people. Um, help me, Lord, to not envy or covet. And I just ask for forgiveness and I just ask for his help. And then I move forward. That's what the Christian life is like with sin. You know, we we sin, we repent, we ask for forgiveness, we, we repent, we ask him for help, and we move on. And you don't have to, um, you know, don't let those sins, don't let that spirit of condemnation come against you. If you need to say you're sorry to someone and change and do something differently in your life and repent to that person, you know, we do need to do that. But Jesus doesn't condemn you when you come to him. And I just, I want you to know that he wants to spend time with you. He wants to. It's so sweet when you think about Jesus this way. And I have a little story that is a little bit of an analogy for this. So Jesus not only wants to spend time with you in that alcove, but he wants to spend time with you all day. He wants you to talk to him. Just talk to him when you're driving down the road, when you're in the shower, or right before you go to bed, or, you know, all day long. He wants that. 
And that is the way to a full relationship with Jesus is just talking to him. And he wants to do things with you. So he gave you your husband. He gave you your children. He gave you your job, ministry, hobbies, things that you like to do um, so that he can do it with you. And I'll give you a little analogy. So when my daughter was growing up, my kids were growing up. I have two kids. When my daughter was growing up, I wanted to do some girl things with her. I have a, a son and we did other things with him. And he and his dad did things together when they were growing up just to build their relationship. But I remember I wanted to build my relationship with my daughter. I wanted to get to know her in a new way and have shared experiences with her. And so I decided I was going to do a Wilton cake decorating class at Hobby Lobby. And if you know anything about those classes, they're expensive. You have to buy the tools. You have to buy all the things. You have to bake the cakes. You have to set time for the classes. And I, But I wanted to do it with my daughter. So I bought her a set, me a set. I mean, we shared a lot of the tools, but I bought her ticket to go to the class, my ticket to go to the class. And I just wanted to do it because I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted a new experience with her and I wanted to get to know her on a new level and share our hearts and have something in common. Well, imagine if my daughter would have said, hey, mom, can my best friend come with us? Of course, I would have done it because I love her, but it would have completely changed what I wanted from this cake decorating class. She and her friend would have been talking. They would have been the ones frosting each other's cakes or, you know, talking as they're frosting cakes or getting to know each other. And it would have been a completely different experience. And that's not what I wanted. Well, that's the way it is with God. He gave us our children. He gave us our marriage. He gave us our home. He gave us our jobs, our ministry, whatever it is that he's given to you because he wants to do it with you. He wants to help you raise your children. He wants to help you to have a godly marriage and have a happy marriage. He wants to help you manage your finances. You know, he wants to help you do your ministry, whatever it is that you do. If you're a writer, he wants to help you write that book, but he wants to do it with you. He doesn't want you just going off in all these other directions, asking other people for advice, or he wants you to come to him and ask him for advice, ask him for help, Talk to him about the project, whatever it is. Talk to him about your kids. You know, say, what is going on in my child's heart? What's going on in their life? And he wants to talk to you. And so isn't that a really sweet way of thinking about Jesus as we're moving through Lent? And uh, it really meant a lot to me hearing that this weekend. And I hope it means a lot to you. So I want to pray for you right now. Jesus, I thank you for my friend watching this video. I pray that you will speak to their hearts as they go through the studies through Lent especially, in God, that when Resurrection Sunday comes, that we will all have hearts ready for you. Lord, that we will worship you more than ever because we have spent time studying about you and what you were doing during Holy Week. And God, we just love you so much. And we want to spend time with you. Help us to carve out time to spend time with you. Help us to get in the habit of talking with you all day and help us to, to just come to you with all these different things that you've given to us in our lives and remember that you want to do them with us. And I just pray a blessing over my friend's marriage, her relationship with her kids, their finances, their health, jobs, ministry, home life, everything. And Lord, we just commit our weeks to you and our, our the rest of our Lent to you. Come, Holy Spirit, be real to us and speak to our hearts. Every time we sit down with you, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for being part of our community. I love you. We pray for you. Have a great a uh, couple of weeks. Bye.